0: And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Your Refugees podcast. Ted here. John is not here. Uh, he wants you to know uh, that he deeply cares about you all and also wants you to know that uh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Um, I didn't want to leave you all without talking a little bit about the game. Um, we had sort of maybe planned to do a post-game drive-back Type of show, um, but uh, John, both John and I uh, were very tired. Um, we had gotten I had gotten up at six thirty a.m. Got there uh, to do the live show. Uh, first of all, thank you all so so much. Those that came out, those that listened to the show, those that supported us. Um, it, it's 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 quite humbling to set up a sort of makeshift studio in a room, wondering if it's going to go right, and then suddenly you look up. And there's about, you know, probably about 10, 15 people, I'm going to go ahead and say. I might be exaggerating. You know, the, pe- the people there know. Um, and people all day were just telling me how much they appreciate the show. I love it. Uh, this is this has been far greater than I ever anticipated. Um, the amount of support we've gotten for this show. Uh, I, I think, you know, when John and I started this, we, we hope maybe we get a few people. Uh, but just the groundswell of, of just support and... And honestly, uh I, I still walk around RFK every day and people ask me if I'm uh if I'm if I'm from the show. Um, so it's quite awesome. Thank y'all so much for, for those that came out, uh, for those that participated, those that asked questions. Uh, tried and true DCU as well. They were awesome. Um so I just wanted to just wanted to open up with that. Open up with that little tidbit. Uh let's uh this is gonna be weird. I've never done this normally. I have someone to sort of, you know. To, to play off of, but, uh, this is going to be different, but, um, I did want to get some thoughts on the game yesterday. Obviously DC United opened up Audi Field in front of around 16,000 fans, uh, fell two to one, um, on a last minute goal, uh, by the Colorado Rapids. Uh, it was a frustrating, it was a, it it kind of, kind of makes you go back and wonder what, what did I expect? Um, what was I expecting? Um, I had hoped that this team was further along, further along um on the uh in sort of the development track i understand they only played a few minutes together but um you know with this lineup i kind of went out the idea that you know these pieces all just kind of fit together um even with ariel's injury and and everything like that um i kind of thought everything would just kind of fit together and and things would get done quickly um that's not the case and i think it, it's caused me not to temper expectations for this season um i think with the Ariel injury i considered this team a borderline playoff team um potentially more if everything goes right and if they maybe do some moves in the summer um but this definitely sort of has caused me to temper my expectations um for the upcoming game um things got off to a very very slow start for dc uh, they had a lot of trouble getting out of the row and end uh all game there there seemed to be just kind of misconnections there was kind of that that. One pass that would maybe just go awry and, and no one seemed to be quite on the same page, which is honestly and, and unfortunately, um, it's it's to be expected when you've got a team that has played a grand total of 60 minutes together um, before this game. Uh, I mean, really, if you think about it, they played a half together um, and they looked pretty good in that half uh, against Philly. But, you know, this is this is sort of the real life, um, I think. I also think that Colorado. One thing about that struck me about Colorado was uh, Robin Frazier does seem to have a plan for this team. He has a way that they're going to play. He has a way, and they actually executed very much a very Ben Olson style game. Um, they you know used a press, they selectively pressed. they kind of caught their breaks when they could. So you had two teams basically trying to play the same position. Uh, one team could just execute better than the other. Um, we did we did we did have a one-one scoreline heading in the 90th minute um Probably either a fair result or a, a uh, less than fair resort result for um, for Colorado. Uh, I thought DC did put together though about 20 good minutes, uh, let's say from about I think it was about minute 15 to minute 35. Uh, they looked like they were sort of trying to find starting to find their feet. Um, obviously, you had uh, a point blank shot from Felipe after a nicely worked ball from Gressel. Uh, Gressel had a very uneven game. Of course, he gets the assist on the corner kick, uh, but I thought he was very rough, especially in those first few minutes. Uh, he's trying to sort of get, I think, on the same page as Flores, which is which is very very important for this team um, moving forward. Uh, and he, but he does do excellent work to sort of work the ball into space. And uh, Felipe is right there, and if Felipe maybe just aims at one yard uh, to the left or right. We've got a goal and maybe a different game. Um, on the other end, too, uh, DC also gets a very, very good opportunity from Flores. Uh, I was sitting right in the stands and thought Flores had scored the goal. Um, I, I am an extinctful person, though. I, I always look and see what the referee's doing. Um, I'm, of course, a, a referee, so that's something I do. I look, I say, okay, is the referee have his hand up? Is he moving back? And, and unfortunately, I saw him pretty much signal offside right away. Um, and when usually when it's that quick... Uh, when it's that quick, it's usually an indication that it's offside. I was offside, but went back to replay. I kind of thought of them in the stands. I wasn't like, oh man, you know, we got screwed by offside. You know, oh man, how was that offside? You look at the tweet, he was offside. Um, so maybe, you know, Flores holds that run. Um, Edison Flores was probably, in my opinion, one of the best players out there. Um, it's still very clear that there wasn't a whole lot of, um, there wasn't a whole lot of uh sync in in syncness, but you saw some things he did. Um there was one play I remember in particular where he got the ball, he fires it up top, and if Kamara can figure out a way to sort of break away, he's gotta break away on goal. Um and that was a very, very awesome moment to see. Other than that, he he showed I, I almost want to say he showed a little bit more it was looked like almost a more polished Lucho, um, in a way. Lucho I felt would sometimes dribble himself into trouble. He would um, he would kind of try to do too much. Uh, Flores seemed like he was still looking for that pass, but when the pass wasn't there, he was going to try to make something happen. Um, and sometimes he did. Um, and I think he's also trying to to figure out, you know, his teammates and, and where guys are going to be. Um, the key for this team is going to be can Flores and Kamara link up. Um, and speaking of Kamara, I saw Kamara get uh, get some some criticism. Um, I am a un- unabashed Kamara supporter. I think he is a he is a potential goal scorer. Uh, but the thing about Kamara, he of course, not saying the obvious. He's not Wayne Rooney. He's not going to sort of create his own chances. He's very, very much reliant on the players around him providing him the service that he needs uh, to 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 score goals and to and to get the ball in the back of the net. Um, I don't think that was there today. I think it was pretty clear it wasn't there today. Um, but I, you know, again, I want to see more, um, and I want to see sort of more out of this team. Uh, that's a little bit different. Um, and and I think as they get familiar with each other, uh, things can get better. Um, I, I this in Miami game is gonna be interesting. Um, Miami looked pretty good um, against um against laFC, but I will say that laFC had chances. and LaFCs also remind you uh, they're coming off a a, a dramatic and emotional um, Champions League game. Uh, which I don't think we had a chance to really talk about that at our podcast, but that was just a fantastic game for LAFC. Um, but they've got a game coming up against um, against Miami. Um, I think they're going to be a solid team. They're going to be an exciting team. I think the chief of DC is can if they can get at least one goal by um, uh, by Luis Robles, though. I think they they will find a way to win. Um, and I and I hope we'll see that maybe they get a training in them, some tape. You know, the guys start to work a little bit. We we can start to see something. Um, you know is it's it, it's a lot of people i know are, are trending towards the negative it's it's been a sort of very fatalist season um so i think if this team could figure out a way to start getting wins i think that's going to start to start to change the the narrative a little bit um i did want to get into what i thought was the the most disappointing part of the game um again i i've always sort of defended Olsen in this when he when he goes in he uses one sub and everyone's like why is he using one sub why isn't he putting out you know x player this player i i said on twitter i think it was at halftime um i was like i'm feeling pretty positive we got a goal yeah we gave one up but you know we've got guys on the bench now that i think can come in and make a difference and you know what and and here's what i th- this has always been a frustration with olsen it's a frustration with me it's a frustration with a lot of people Olson very much it seems like Olson plays a lot not to lose um and I can think of one moment when he actually seemed like he was going for it, and that was against uh, against Orlando uh, two years ago. It's like the last moment I can remember him going for it. Um, and maybe that changes, but I just I felt like I'm like, look, it's the first game of the year. You have players on that field. You have Sogra. You have um, Boateng. Give him a run. You have Pardez. You know why not? At a point in the game, it, we're so early in the season. It's the first game of the year. Yes, you don't want to give it up, but it seemed like Olson was very—he was very concerned about giving up the next goal, rather than positioning himself in a situation where he can say, "Can I go and can I find a way to change the field a little bit because we're getting overrun." You know, we're we're holding on for, for dear life, so to speak. Um, is there any way I can go in and sort of change the field a little bit? You know, put in a player that I think can sort of do be that difference maker. Now they are they are uh, they have finally announced uh, that they are getting Federico Iguain, um, which I think will make a huge make a difference in this team. I think it will be somebody who can come in. Who's that guy? That gets, that that maybe you can bring in off the bench. Um, I think. DC should look to play him. If, if if Flores is ninety minutes fit, maybe you look to throw him in, um, in that sort of advanced position. Maybe you look to throw him in, into that position, into that sort of that forward position. Because um, I'm not entirely sure uh, that he can really play, that he can really play that posi- play that sort of uh, attacking midfield role. Um, but other than that, that that was extremely disappointing. And and then sort of the comment from Olson is. It's almost like I wonder if he is he doing it on purpose. Is is this like a purposeful thing where he gets people thinking that maybe he doesn't know what he's doing? Maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't really have an idea on what he how he wants to play. Um, But it, it, it was very, very telling in this game when he was asked, why didn't you use two subs? He says because players didn't have the players out there didn't have the height. Um, and I want players that have height to defend set pieces. And that sort of gets into the notion about, you know, it, this is a coach that just very much looks at games and says, I don't want to lose. If it, and we, we, anything can happen, I don't want to lose. A- instead of viewing this, how I would view this as a game. Hey, i would say, Hey, it's the first game of the year. Let's see what I got. Let's see what I got in Sogor. Hey, Sogor, go out there, score a goal. Um, you know, you put your out there. I thought, you know, Milasad did okay. Um, I don't think he was really anything special. I, I will look forward to sort of Flores being able to go ninety minutes. I think that's gonna be key for this team rather than having him come off for sixty. Um so I'll be looking in the next game how much longer he gets, whether maybe he gets a full seventy or eighty um and then and then gets thrown out there. Um other than that, I mean that was just it, it, it just it, it was kind of I don't know if it was it, if it's an alarm bell. I'm not calling on the team to fire Olsen in the first game. I'm not calling that. It's game one. You you lost. That's okay. Hey, the, if anything, the winning, the first games are never indicative of how seasons turn out in, in MLS. And I don't think we saw anything that would be borderline embarrassment. There have been some times when we went to some some first games and they were embarrassing. Uh, they were embarrassing to the point where you thought maybe it's time to find something else. Um, that was far from embarrass- an embarrassing performance. Well, it wasn't a great performance, but it was far from embarrassing. But just hearing notions like that just tells me, man. You know, my big thing coming into the season was I wanted depth. I wanted I wanted Ben to have, you know, at least three guys, hopefully four or five guys that he could call upon to be on the bench. And obviously I know the Ariel injury kind of changed things, but this team, Ben Olsen needs to develop, I think, a next man up mentality. Okay, you know, ariel has gone. That's fine. We got, let's give Boateng a run. Let's give, you know, griffin yow rung uh, if you're gonna put part and i think it says something a lot that, that uh kevin Pardes was on the bench over griffin yow by the way um that that's telling that's very very telling now maybe he doesn't plan to play him but you know if you were more confident in griffin yow you're gonna play griffin yow because griffin yow's had a season um so that but it was just very disappointing to be like again it's the same thing it's like there isn't a bench that olsen trusts to actually throw out there now he's getting a couple more players that maybe he trusts a little bit more to maybe play those roles, particularly defensive mid. I think, I think this team could have used maybe a refresher there in defensive mid to sort of turn the game. Um, Obviously we still need center back depth. There's a lot going on there. Um, This, this team is going to be, this team is going to have to win games in in 60 minutes. I I don't think we're going to have, we're going to have many 90 minute winners or anything like that for this team. This team is going to have to win the game, have to have the game in hand or hold on to it. Uh, be holding on to it by the 60th minute. They're not going to be right now with the, the way the depth is. They're not a team that can go a full 90. Um, so and that's concerning. That's very, very concerning um, for this team. But, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, by the way, I, I do want to talk a little bit, sort of, guess around the league, sort of week one of MLS, 25th season of MLS. Um, there was so much soccer on. It was literally like you could sit on a couch and watch. I mean, if I hadn't gone to the DC game, I probably would have watched from DC at one all the way to midnight. And then Sunday watched from noon all the way till, um, seven, um, Joseph Martinez suffering the, the Paul syndrome. So he went down in week one. Um, so that team's got, um, a lot of work to do. Um, and I feel really bad for Joseph Martinez, especially as a fan of the league. He's just been, he's such a fun player to watch. Um, he, he's, he's such an amazing attacker. So, um, a lot of, a lot of crazy things happening in week one. Um, some interesting things. And, it's good to see this league going strong. There's there's so much soccer on now. I'm so I'm excited for it to be back. Um, did want to talk a little bit, I guess, about um, Audi Field. I will be looking forward to warmer weather at Audi Field. Uh, the field was fine. Um, I actually uh, one of my friends who's a season ticket holder uh, invited me to be part of a banner um unveiling. They did. I think for the for the championships, which was kind of cool. Um, it was kind of cool to be a part of. I was out there on the field. I, I got to look at the field. Uh, the the field is. Field's fine. Um, it's not ideal. It's not great. I would argue it's probably no no worse uh, no worse than any other February day. To be honest, um, it, it held up fine. Didn't seem to me like there were any issues, um, any issues in the any issues in the field. So, uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, apparently, they're uh, apparently they they are looking. Um, they were looking at. Uh, potentially playing a playoff game there. They will still have to replace the field. Um, so that'll be something to watch. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, oh, well, the field's not going to be set. You know, they got three days to get it set. I, I think it-, it may take some time for that new field to set in, but um, I trust the grounds crew. I think the grounds crew has done an incredible job based on the fact there were two football games played there, both uh, both within two weeks. Uh, they got the field in as good enough shape as you could. Um. I'm gonna get to some listener questions. I asked for listener questions. You guys delivered as always. Just so it's not my voice or the I'm reading, of course, in my voice, but it's not just my voice that's talking about this. Uh, let's talk with. we'll start with Rich. Uh, Rich says I was at the game. First look tells me Flores is the real deal. Let this team gel and get some death, and we'll be okay. The one thing that concerns me is coaching. Ben's lack of urgency to score is distressing, and his substitution patterns don't make sense to me. Um, I think is I think there is sense in his substitution patterns. I think there is. There is a philosophy in his substitution patterns. Uh, it, whether it's the right philosophy, I think, is the question. It's not the right philosophy in my mind. I would have loved to seen him give some guys some opportunities. It's the first game. See what you got. You know, see. You know, a guy goes out there and does badly. Okay, and maybe that's maybe that's been protecting the player, saying I'm not gonna. You know, I'm only gonna put him out when it's ready. But you 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 know, you, sometimes you gotta throw guys to the fire. A guy like Sogra should be thrown to the fire. He's 20 years old. He's the Estonian assassin. He's scored a lot of goals. He's played in a lot of games. Go out there. Uh, defend, and most defenders aren't that great. Maybe he comes in and makes a difference. He's probably also the most fit and most in sync of any of the players. He's more in sync, arguably, than a guy like Flores or Kamara. Um, uh, Dan, Dan Duckowitz, uh, quoting from Brendan Cartwright, who's a long, uh, both a long-time listener to the show. Fun fact, DC United hasn't scored in the run of plays since September 22nd against Seattle. I was at that game. That's nine halves of soccer plus 30 minutes of extra time without a goal, uh, without a goal from a set piece. From a spit piece and only three three total goals in that time, one half was played with a two man advantage. Um, I guess he's saying he's saying the team hasn't scored in the run of play is basically what he's saying since September twenty second, which I was at that game. Um, that's when I thought maybe this team was gonna was gonna turn it around. Um, I see. I I, I tend to. I, I try not to carry. I feel like sometimes, you know, things can kind of carry over to the season, particularly bad results, particularly after one game. If we're talking game five and we're still in the same situation, then that's worth talking about, in my opinion. Uh, this is a, you know, different attacking pieces in the team, completely different attacking pieces in the team, uh, a different team altogether. So I'm not. I'm not going to go ahead and say right out that this is a bad thing. It's certainly something interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly something that this team needs to figure out and correct. Uh, the knee goals from the run of play. I think that's going to come from this team gelling. Um, this, that's going to come from this team, uh, getting in sync a little bit better. Um, I think all those things are going to happen. Um, Arthur Lampro says, I think the game was lost in midfield, especially in defense, defensive midfield. Felipe was a weak leak in my opinion. This is given by Olsen. Lack of substitutions was weak. Again, agree hundred percent on the lack of substitutions Um, I thought Felipe and Marino were fine for again the first half. I think tiredness, I think the fatigue and tiredness just got in the way. Um Colorado brought in players. I think Jonathan Lewis was a sub in this game and he scores the winning goal. Um this is becoming a a, a theme for Ben Olsen. his players are subbed in and they score. Um again, not wanting to, but that's concerning. It's concerning on a lot of degrees from this first game, and that's and that's all I can be right now. Um, yeah, author otherwise, no reason to panic. Uh, what I saw was a brand new team trying to find its way cold weather and wind through a curve at everyone didn't allow for Rob to play. And that's something I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you never want to blame the weather. Both teams had to deal with it, but that weather was nuts. Um, and it was very clear. You watched a lot of balls that went up in the air and they got hung up in the air and they dropped right down probably about a couple yards. So I think that was, that was affecting a lot of things. Um, I think some people were saying, I think one person was saying, Oh, it was cold and windy and rainy. It was cold and rainy at Atlanta and um, I wasn't there at Atlanta um I, I will make an argument that this was probably worse because you can't escape what you had in that game you can't, can't escape the wind um I think John they actually tried to go to their old section to some of the empty seats undercover uh, and they came right back to the to this uh, safe standing by the way uh DC support staff Bravo in the safe standing um it was incredible 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 to to be able to watch a game there um it it felt different it felt amazing it felt safer this is the big thing i mean i i saw people standing on the 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 you know slippery benches and it was nice to have a place you could kind of lean over you could be a little bit more relaxed um it didn't feel as crowded um and you felt safer when standing up as 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 steep as that area is so um hats off to the team um for doing that uh jeffrey cook says i feel like we missed uh the defensive pressure we're used to getting from Areola on the wing, I know you can't just replicate that motor, but defensively in the midfield, we just didn't seem to ever make them uncomfortable. Um, I would say, again, about a 20-minute stretch. I think we did, um, but point taken. Um, I think Areola is going to be a huge miss. This team has to figure out a way to pay, play without Areola. Um and and whether they do that or not is probably going to decide how how the season goes. If they can't figure it out, well then we're talking about next year and we're asking the question again, is Ariola enough of an excuse for Ben Olsen? Um cuz that's that's potentially the excuse and I hated that it is. Uh Morgan Reed says pitch was very very sandy. We didn't look terrible up top. Three glimmers, but Gressel overcooked Missed time passes from the center a lot. Why pay someone who's a great passer in the middle like that? So I want to talk a little bit about this because I it it did seem like their Gressel was in the center, um, but I never got the indication really that he would that he stayed in that center. I saw uh, Flores move very much towards the middle um, in that game. I think they maybe started out that way, wasn't going well, and uh, honestly, um, I believe uh, the Flores opportunity. Uh, the um, and the uh, Felipe opportunity were both created a little bit by uh, by Gressel being sort of out on that wide spot where he's very very comfortable. Um, if he can sort of you know time that again, his crosses and a lot of his mistime stuff probably had something to do with the wind. Um, but he managed to get one good cross in right to Flores and kind of show um, show his ability. I hope it was him, but I didn't notice he sort of moved out right and I think things got better. So I think uh, Matt Doyle over at MLS Soccer was was ripping on that as well and. And I disagreed a little bit with that. I think they started out that way, yes, and it didn't realize it was really work. Working, they made the adjustment. Um, I think this team is trying to figure out a little bit about how it's going to play. Uh, there are questions about whether they're playing a 4-3-3 or they're playing, or sorry, a four three three, or they're playing a four two three one like they've always played. Um, so that's going to be something to watch. I'm looking forward to to next Saturday. I want to actually sit and kind of watch the game. Um, one thing about the safe standing when you're sitting in that section, uh, and you know. I think a lot of people were trying to deal with the food and everybody's trying to still... The, the Pabusa line is still a little bit too long, but I was very much kind of up and about. So I, I got some parts of the game. I watched a replay uh, yesterday to kind of get more of my thoughts on this game. Uh, but I'll be looking forward to kind of sitting down, um, watching a game very much live and and really have a, have, have a better sort of feel of how this team looks and whether there's any improvement. I think improvement's going to be key. Um, I think this team does have an opportunity against... Um, um, against Miami you're gonna have a team that's also trying to figure out how they're gonna play they've got a lot of exciting attacking pieces but if DC can shut those down they're gonna they're gonna get opportunities and they're gonna get chances um and you, you know Robles is a good keeper but Robles can only do so much and he I think he showed I think he showed honestly I think he showed he did show in that game um he did show in that game against LA uh, that maybe the Red Bulls made a mistake because I was not impressed with with the Red Bulls new keeper. I can't even think, I know he wore a hat, which I don't think I've ever seen in MLS in a long time. It kind of like brought back the '90s. So we're getting like all kinds of, uh, all kinds of, all kinds of separate, all kinds of memories of, in MLS. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, Ferry Green is a player coach. We've talked about that a lot. I think that's going to be um, in- an interesting thing for the team. Um, but yeah, um, I think with that, I'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this. I hope this was interesting. Um, it was short and sweet, but, uh, I didn't want to leave you all waiting Till I think we're going to try to get together Thursday. John's going to be back. Um, lots of exciting things coming, uh, by the way, by the way, everybody, um, you, you notice that the, uh, tried and true people have, uh, the DC that there, there's, there's a lot of push, a lot of exciting things come. Um, so definitely stick around for that. Definitely, um, uh, listen in. And be prepared uh, for uh, be prepared for some for some new some new things and some exciting things. Um, I think John and I are really excited about the future. Uh, thanks so much again to the Screaming Eagles for hosting us and for um, for taking us in and allowing us to do the show. And again, thank you all so so much for coming. Thanks to Tried and True DCU for coming and you know being on our show and, and promoting their podcast. We got to listen to them on a little bit on the ride back. Um, so super excited that that the team appears to be. Uh, supporting supporting uh, podcasters and supporting people to get involved in the show um, and to be a part of the team. So um, I think with that, we'll wrap up uh, Twitter.com slash RFQ Refugees, Patreon.com slash RFQ Refugees, Facebook.com slash the RFQ Refugees podcast. Um, and we will catch you all next week. Vamos.